Hello, and welcome to the Jewelry Navigator podcast, an on-the-go source for unique jewelry and arriving trends to stay ahead of the fashion curve. I'm your host and jewelry guide, Brenna Pakes. As a graduate gemologist from the Gemological Institute of America with a degree in geology, I've been a consultant in the private retail sector for many years. Jewelry Navigator combines the intrigue of travel and exciting destinations from when I enjoyed an intermittent career as a flight attendant, now offering a new kind of departure lounge that guides you with insider tips on how to shop for, design, and care for your jewelry with confidence. You'll hear what inspires the jewelers and designers I feature to create outside the jewelry box with jewelry that complements your unique style and interests. To keep updated on weekly discoveries, subscribe for your Jewelry Navigator passport at JewelryNavigator.com. You can find show notes and weekly features here as well, and find daily departures for jewelry inspiration on Instagram and Facebook as well at Jewelry Navigator. Welcome aboard. I'm so glad you decided to join us. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the episode. Hi there, and welcome to episode number eight of the Jewelry Navigator podcast and the second half of the Mother's Day Jewelry Shopping Guide. Last week, I introduced you to seven of my favorite jewelry designers and their jewelry for a top Mother's Day shopping guide for part one. It went over a little bit, and I didn't want to take up too much of your time, so the second half is today. If you didn't get a chance to listen, it's episode number seven, and it's the first part of the Mother's Day jewelry shopping guide that I did. There are photos that accompany the podcast in the blog post, and you can find that at jewelrynavigator.com. If you haven't had a chance to subscribe to this podcast, if you would, and you enjoy this and you enjoy learning about jewelry and really cool, unique pieces that you won't find anywhere else, go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss anything. But just a recap from last week's episode, we talked about colorful and rare precious gem jewelry at a steal from California Girl Jewelry, sports cars you can wear with crash jewelry and gems you can adorn on your wall with artwork and wallpaper from Jewelers Row. There are also wonderful jewelry gifts for every budget and some of the jewelry prices started around $50. So be sure you go back and listen to that episode and check out those jewelers and designers and their websites. That's all posted in the blog post on jewelrynavigator.com. But at the end of this episode, at the end of this podcast, and in the blog post that I'll post probably between tonight and tomorrow, I'll share any coupon codes and specials that the designers wanted to share. But the first jeweler that I want to talk about today, Heavenly Vices by Samantha Jackson. She artfully converts sentimental meaning and inspiration, giving new purpose and stories to jewelry inspired by the past. 
I met her at the Metal and Smith Winter Edit Show back in February and wrote a blog post where you can see some of her jewelry designs, but I just love how her jewelry echoes from a time when compassion and conversation were the only ways that we interacted. From Heavenly Vice's Rebirth collection, she creates love token necklaces with diamond and gemstone halos. I'd never heard of or seen a love token. I don't know if any of you have, but it's a really unique concept. Samantha explained that love tokens are made from various coins. They're rubbed flat on one or both sides, and the surfaces were engraved with either monograms, with significant dates. Sometimes they had nicknames or personal messages that people gave to one another to remember each other, either Valentine's or sometimes even back in the Civil War, it was when um, lovers or husbands would go off to war and they would give their sweethearts these love tokens with engraved secret messages of of love and remembrance. She's originally from New Orleans, and Samantha translates the architectural and cultural inspirations into her jewelry designs. She now resides in Atlanta, where from her studio, she creates Heavenly Vices jewelry. The amulets of Heavenly Vices represent the notion that although we're grounded to our earthly pleasures, our purpose is to reach for heavenly virtues. With collections like Audubon, Celestial, Garden District, Voodoo, Carnival, and Rebirth, Samantha Samantha melds historical and cultural inspirations of New Orleans using gems like Savorite, Tanzanite, Pink Opal, Spinel, and beautiful enamel work to translate beauty from the past into new treasures and jewelry heirlooms. You can find Heavenly Vices at heavenlyvices.com and she's on Instagram at heavenlyvices. I also don't know if I mentioned this before. I did a post on Samantha and Heavenly Vices on my blog. So be sure to check that out when you have a chance to catch up with the blog. They're really pretty pictures of some of her of her jewelry. Um, and I'll also include some of this jewelry in the coordinating blog post to this podcast. As moms, we care for little children, and we also know that snacks are a mainstay for negotiations, with things like crackers and cookies being portable treats. One cracker that comes to mind the most are goldfish crackers, and they're so cute, yummy, with those little smiles, but there's a jeweler who makes them that you can wear. His name is Dan Popke, and he makes these adorable little satin-finished sterling silver goldfish necklaces, and they're set with colored diamond eyes that sparkle back, with a reminder that everything's okay, adding a little bit of fun to your day. Kind of going along the same concept with snacks, he also makes this adorable fruit slice jewelry. He cleverly colors metal with the color of fruit like limes, lemons, watermelons, grapes, and I think he's working on a banana. And he also sets them with colored diamonds like the watermelon have black diamonds to to be reminiscent of seeds from a watermelon. But the delicious colors from the sterling silver are cut out over top of the color metal. 
Dan's also a really talented artist as well and creates paintings and artwork not just of jewelry, but other subjects as well. He also custom designs engagement rings and other jewelry. In the blog post that accompanies this podcast, I'll include pictures of some of his jewelry renderings and, of course, his snack jewelry. What I really like, too, his background is so interesting. A Detroit native, Dan took a lucky detour from automotive and industrial design to metalsmithing from his courses at the College for Creative Studies in Detroit. With promising talent in his senior year, Dan was invited to intern as a metalsmith at Stefani and Company in Kego Harbor, Michigan. His first job after graduation was with Tiffany and Company, which gave him a lot of experience. So after three years, he, his creative path led him to begin building his own business, where he currently lives in L.A., but his jewelry can be found on his Etsy store, Sithra, C-Y-T-H-R-A, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right, and in the Meg C. Gallery in Lexington, Kentucky. I'll include both of those links in the blog post as well. But his goldfish necklaces start at around $250 and the fruit jewelry at $350. Um, You'll see those pictures, like I said, in the blog post, and I'll be posting some on Instagram in the coming days. I just think his jewelry is really innovative and uh, so clever. It's really cute. But besides the, the... goldfish, the snack jewelry, and the fruit. He also does make stacking rings with birthstones that make really nice alternative um, alternative rings to mother's rings. So they can be all sep- they can be worn separately with different color birthstones and those set in sterling silver started about 160. Um, when I contacted Dan, This was um, before my laptop crashed, which was not too much fun at the end of last week. So I really apologize for the delay of this podcast Um, between repairing it, between the repair delay um, and a really exciting weekend. This past weekend, our daughter ran her first marathon in Pittsburgh, which was really cool. Um, The recording of this podcast has been kind of delayed, but you can still order his jewelry and I hope it could get there in time for Mother's Day. But even if it didn't, it makes a wonderful gift, whether it's (laughs) whether it's belated or if it's just for any occasion, you just need to check his things out. I, I think they're so cool. I think you will, too. Another jewelry designer I've become a big fan of is Hanya Kuzbari. She makes jewelry that smiles back at you as well. I met her at the Metal and Smith Winter Edit this past February, and her smile was so warm and her eyes sparkled as she welcomed me to her booth. What impressed me most were the jeweled faces that smiled back from her smile collection. And when she told me the backstory, my heart melted, and I've been a fan and follower ever since. Here's what she shares from her website, hanyakuzbari.com. I'm often asked the story behind the collection, and here's where it comes from. Despite the cheerful name, the collection was created at the pinnacle of my saddest moment, the Syrian War. 
Being Syrian born and raised, I felt the obligation to aid. Amid the tears and darkness surrounded by a mound of helplessness and vulnerability, I woke up to an epiphany. My perception shifted and clouds of darkness broke free and the rays of the sun gleamed. I felt hopeful and I smiled. I wanted to share my smile with everyone. Immediately after, I picked out jewels, arranged them in the shape of a smiley face, and at that moment I knew I was onto something. A message of hope to the world through my jewelry. And I felt so rewarded when I received a message from a customer saying, These faces speak to me and they make me smile. Besides the faces that smile back at you, her other designs echo with cultural influence of beautiful curvilinear designs set with exotic color combinations of unique gemstones like tourmalines and colored diamonds all set on 18 karat yellow gold. Her memoir, Levantine Collection, is a sweet reference to nostalgia, she says on her website, with iconic symbolism of doves and jasmine, with ex- which expresses a universal hope for peace. You can find her collections at the Aga Khan Museum store in Toronto, as well as on her website. All the jewelry in this podcast and the previous podcast are so special, but for some reason, Hanya's jewelry really carries a lot of meaning behind the designs, making them hard to resist as a gift that honors the special women in our lives, our moms. The next jeweler doesn't necessarily make anything that resembles a face, but he did rescue a lot of really important original pieces of artwork that now he continues to translate into beautiful jewelry. His name is Hugo Cole, and he's based in Harrisonburg, Virginia. I've really been wanting to go and visit him for some time, and I'm hoping I can fit that in in the early part of the summer or in these next coming weeks. His jewelry carries a lot more than what you see on its surface. All his designs are inspired by a time gone by, and that's because they're cast and replicated directly from the steel blocks of original antique hand-engraved hubs, dies, and rolls. Hugo Cole is from a family of artists, and after realizing his passion was for vintage and antique jewelry, he began apprenticing under accomplished goldsmiths and antique specialists in 1987. Hugo was aware that Providence, Rhode Island, was at one time one of the largest and most influential centers for jewelry designs before the turn of the century. Part of the problem with some current-day jewelry production is how it's mass-produced overseas, leaving limited room to express individuality with jewelry. But Hugo realized this and followed a tip he read in the travel section of the Washington Post about the Providence Jewelry Museum and its jewelry district. He found his way to a jewelry factory warehouse that was disposing of old decorative steel parts by the boxes and buckets. A box happened to spill open and he realized by their ornate decorative detail that the parts were headed to the scrapyard were models and molds for jewelry. Can you even imagine treasures like that being tossed out? 
he actually followed the truck to the scrapyard and convinced the driver to sell him some of the parts. It would be a few years before he would identify the significance of his finds, and by researching and collaborating with jewelry industry historians and specialists, the parts he had were identified as, in Hugo Cole's words, exquisitely crafted hubs, actual size three-dimensional hand-engraved carvings of a piece of jewelry executed in tool steel, much of which was created in the early 1800s. From there, he's collected more original parts and pieces to recreate processes and jewelry from a time when expert artistic skills used at a jeweler's bench was the only means of manufacturing and when jewelry lasted more than a lifetime. Hugo Cole's jewelry replicates the ornate engraving and filigree details using the dies, hubs, and rolls he's collected. Bringing the parts together while resurrecting processes and techniques, his jewelry beautifully echoes the jewelry masterfully made in Providence during a time when it was a bustling, busy port of trade. He's even the president and curator of the Museum of American Jewelry Design and Manufacturing in Harrisonburg, Virginia, as well as a board member of the Providence Jewelry Museum. You can read more about his story and see his jewelry at hugocole.com under Unearth the Story and the Scrapyard Story. I just love his story and his jewelry. I especially love the idea for anyone who is intent on having a vintage or antique engagement ring. I understand and appreciate the intrigue and attraction to wearing an antique ring with history, but I also know that engagement rings have already been worn and loved for several decades, and some may not survive beyond the second time around. So having a jeweler like Hugo Cole to turn to with his designs that are authentic to the original details in a new piece is a really smart way to wear a vintage-inspired engagement ring. And I really look forward to visiting. Hope to report back to you soon from a visit to their museum and the studio of Hugo Coles in Harrisonburg, Virginia. Considering the unique designs and materials used, I feel the jewelry featured by these designers is fairly priced and by virtue of how exclusive it all is, makes it even more special, not needing any discount or coupon code to understand what exceptional deals you're getting because these are things you won't find in the stores and they make it so much more special to give to someone you love like your mom. But a lot of these designers are including Mother's Day specials and just as a recap, California Girl Jewelry use the discount code MOM2018 for 15% off, which is a very generous discount considering you won't find the gems and designs anywhere else, and it's all made in their studio in San Francisco. Crash Jewelry is offering free shipping to domestic orders, and prices for their pieces start at around $50.00. And don't forget that the jewelry is made from the beautiful painted parts of sports and luxury cars. Paul Michael Design and his Geek Jewelry at geek.jewelry is offering 20% off through May 11th at midnight. 
If you go back and look at the pictures that I posted in the blog post, and there have been a few other blog posts that I featured Paul Michael Design and Geek Dot Jewelry in. He's the one who does the Wonder Woman rings as well as all the superhero inspired jewelry. So go take a look at his rings. It's perfect for Mother's Day and our superheroes. That wraps up our Mother's Day jewelry shopping guide. I hope you enjoyed this, and I know it's hard to convey the beauty of all of this jewelry through a podcast, but part of my purpose is letting people know what's available, what's out there, and where you can find it. And it's my job as Jewelry Navigator to go out there and find it for you. You can find all of the jewelry pictured that I spoke of in this podcast and last podcast on my blog. And today's episode will be included in the upcoming blog post, which should be available starting tomorrow. Thanks so much for joining me. I really appreciate you listening. Leave a review in iTunes if you enjoyed this. I'd love to hear back from any of you. You can contact me at Brenna at JewelryNavigator.com. Let me know what you think. And I'd love to also help you out with any curiosities you have or any questions you have about jewelry. I've got a list of jewelers and specialists that I have to be as guests in upcoming episodes. So I'd love to hear about what you'd love to hear about. Let me know and I'll see what I can do to get someone special on board for you. Thanks so much for joining me and until then, check your earring backs and safety clasps. Talk to you next time. Bye-bye.